it's not important to have a gazillion likes unless you can translate them into revenue. So first ask yourself, how does playing big fast means for you? What does it mean to you? And then treat LinkedIn as a black box that needs to help you get from A to B. Don't start with the tool, start with your real life objective. You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you done started. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are joined today by Daniel Alphon. He is a LinkedIn author, expert, and trainer. And believe it or not, he has been at this thing since 2004. Daniel, welcome to the Play Big Faster podcast. Thank you very much, Sherry. I'm glad to be with you. Well, LinkedIn is something that I know a lot of entrepreneurs utilize on a regular basis to hire and to recruit trained staff. It's also a great marketing tool. What first attracted you to LinkedIn? I would like to say it was a well-crafted plan, but it was a curiosity. Back in 2004, I played with it a bit. I got an invitation from someone I trusted. And two years later, as a sales manager, LinkedIn helped me slash my sales cycle by 30%. And that's the moment I decided I needed to dive and discover what's under the hood. Why today? What is in it for entrepreneurs today as it relates to LinkedIn? That's a great question. I would encourage any entrepreneurs listening to Play Big Faster to run a Google search with their own full name and to see how high their LinkedIn profile shows. And for many listeners, their LinkedIn profile sure is going to be top of the list. Even if you had TED Talks, if you're a published author, if you've done amazing things, LinkedIn profiles will still top the list for many entrepreneurs. So it's our responsibility as entrepreneurs to simply manage it and to treat it as a website, an extension of our website, if you'd like. One billion members, three people sign up every second. It's a huge business network. So what is the best way to make our profile customer-friendly or SEO-friendly? Excellent. So let's start with your permission with customer-friendly. Three quick questions. A, who's the ideal reader you'd like to attract on LinkedIn? Two, what action would you like to read that person to perform once they visit your profile? And three, are you making it as easy for them to understand why they need to reach out to you? So if I'm a business owner and I need a legal expert to help me craft deals or hire or do anything else, when I visit your profile, I see the banner, I see the headline, see that information. And now we can think about SEO. Simple exercise, try to put yourself in your ideal reader's shoes and draft a list of 20 to 25 terms they would use. Mind you, Sherry, because you're an expert, in some cases, the terms you would think about are not the terms your audience would use. Or entrepreneurs knowing a lot about their specific field would use very technical and narrow terms. But their target audience may run searches that are more proximate, or even in some places plain wrong. We need to think about the terms they would use and then find a genuine, authentic way to put that 
terms somewhere on our profile. And in terms of SEO, the most important thing to remember is that LinkedIn indexes everything on your profile, from your headline to the about section, experience section, skills. So don't try to play this or to game the system. Find the best way to use or include that term right for the human reader, but think about the algorithm. One thing that I struggle with, and I don't know if other people do as well, is just really keeping up with all the social media platforms. What is the upside or downside to connecting with so many people that you may not know? Excellent. So LinkedIn is probably the single most important network where you could succeed without being connecting to many people. And you can even succeed without sharing a lot. And that's not the case for most social media out there. You have to set your clear goals and connections or connecting with many people is, sim is certainly one way to do it. You have to pick a choice. Would you like to be the most connected or the best connected? I can explain about the pro and cons of each. Well, Dave, I want to be both. I want to be the most and the best. If I had a dime for every person that told me that, I would need to work for one day in my life. <laughs> but, Cherie, you have to make a choice. So let me rephrase the question. If you had to pick one, would you like to be the most connected or the best connected three years from now? I would Think like about to it be the best connected. Excellent. So the what is the pro, what is the upside of best connected? It means you run an advanced search on LinkedIn and you find your ideal prospect and you limit it to second degree contacts. In other words, only people with whom you share a mutual connection. And that, that means you can ask that mutual connection for an introduction or ask them if they can reach out on your behalf to that ideal person and ask them. And that would increase the amount of referrals you will get. And as a published author and as attorney and as a business owner, you know that referrals are great customers for us. They come as a warm lead. They're less price sensitive. They tend to stay with us longer. And being best connected means getting many referrals. I never thought about it in those terms. So... And you also mentioned our profile headline. Why is that so important when we're trying to look at connections? That's a great question. Whenever we run a search, the only meaningful information we see is our headline. Now, Sheree, by default, our headline would be simply the title of our current position. And that it means that for you, it would have been trial attorney, prince and associate, but you crafted your headline differently. Your headline says attorney, keynote speaker, and coach. That's more important for your ideal reader than knowing the name of your firm. So you can tweak the headline itself and it will not affect the experience section where your experience shows. This is so good. All right, I feel like I'm in a masterclass for LinkedIn. Now, another question that I have, because I'm not into TikTok, I'm not on Snapchat, and everybody has their own platform that they really like. When it comes to actually sharing content, 
what is the recommendation for LinkedIn? Cool. If you are best connected and you know your network well, then I would emphasize that you don't need to overshare because most of our network is not looking forward to see our content. You can select to share one a single item a month or even the work quarters. I shared only one item. It was the best item I curated or found and it helped me grow my business. When you have 40,000 connections or 30,000 connections, then it makes sense to share more content because many people will see it. But if you had 300 connections, then maybe half a dozen will see your content. And when you try to push content down their throat 24 seven, at one point they will say, you know what? Sherry's content, I know already what it's going to be like, and I'm going to become blind to your content. That's not what we want. And I guess there's, you're always trying to find a balance with what's enough content versus too much. I know initially LinkedIn was created for professionals, but I'm seeing it become more social. Is that what you're kind of seeing as well? Yes, it's a trend. The Facebookization of LinkedIn or the becoming more like TikTok. Let's bear in mind again, the essentials. Who is your target audience? If your target audience are business owners, Ask yourself, what sort of questions are they struggling with? And can I curate content that is top of funnel, evergreen, and interesting for them? And if you find that content or if you produce that content, then they will always be eager to hear and to read what you're sharing. Evergreen, top of funnel, not by my program, but Here's what you do when you struggle with A, B, and C. And then, Sherry, you take them simply from step A to step B. And when they're excited, you, t- you tell them there's a step C and step D. To achieve that, go to that gated content or sign up for my program or do something else. But you have to f- serve first. So what are five myths about LinkedIn that you can share with the audience? <laughs> Excellent. So the five myths would be, first, the company page is more important than our profile. And truth is that our individual profile is where marketing succeeds. Our company page typically would have far fewer followers than our profile. Your profile has thousands of followers, whereas the company page doesn't have one. So set a company page, forget about it, Every three months, share maybe one thing about it and make your profile shine because everyone will visit your profile and the natural action on LinkedIn will be to visit your profile and maybe send you an invitation request. Very few people follow the company page. That's myth number one. So before we get to some additional myths, how do I make my profile page shine? We talked about the headline. But are there some things that are very essential for my profile page that will excite the algorithm and have more people putting eyes on it? Excellent. So maybe two quick suggestions. Uh, When people visit your profile, they see a banner, a beautiful banner that speaks with the profile photo itself. So uploading a banner will take you 30 seconds. 
There's a free Canva template I could share with you that enables any of our listeners here to go and build a decent banner. And 98% of LinkedIn users haven't done that. So it's a very simple, low-hanging fruit that would make any visitor spend more time on your profile and being more curious and starting to scroll down. The second suggestions I would make is to ask yourself, what link would I like to draw people to? It could be playbigfast.com. It could be anything else. And then you feature it on your profile. In other words, you click on add profile section, recommended, featured, you click on the plus sign and you select add a link. And by adding that link and saving it, you'll have a full length image and text highlighting your ideal destination. Both actions can be done in less than two minutes. Oh, that would be awesome. So look, let me, I don't want to interrupt you. You were telling us about the five myths about LinkedIn. So we did number one. And what are some other ones? <laughs> Thank you very much. So number two would be thinking that quantity beats quality in terms of network. So you have to pick one. And you said that I'd like to be the best connected. You could have 300 connections and double your business revenues and you might have 40,000 connections and your bank account will see no progress and no revenues. Most people start with a quality approach, keep hearing they need to get to the quantity and stay in the dead man's land. They never reach quantity. They don't have 22,000 like you have. They have 2,000 or 5,000 and they think that's exposure. But exposure actually starts with 15 or 20K. If you want to have many followers, then you need to reach really big numbers. And if you don't, then stick to people you know well and run advanced searches. So quality, Trump's so quality is more important than quantity in terms of our network. That's number two. Okay. So best connected. And... That is more so with referrals. How important is it to carry conversations in the chats? Because a lot of people will reach out to start conversations. How does that play with being best connected and to make you get more exposure so that LinkedIn can promote your profile? Excellent. So if you're speaking about conversations with your connections or messages within LinkedIn, in many cases, Cherie, it's simply to move the conversation outside of LinkedIn. Because when, when I message you on LinkedIn, you can't see the message. Daniel sent you a message and click here, and then you would see maybe an expert or maybe eight words. So switch it as soon as possible to email in a business context. That would take you 20 seconds. Go to the person's profile if you're connected. Click on contact info and grab or copy the email you have. And then move the conversation to email because imagine... You reach out to me and it's interesting, but I want to forward your message to a VP at my company. If it's a LinkedIn message, that person will not see anything you've written. And an email is something I can forward easily. I can share it with my colleague. I can share it with, with my PA. I can do it. It's a lot easier to work with email than with LinkedIn messages. So the big secret 
is to know when to leave LinkedIn. <laughs> Love it. That is so good. Okay. So that's myth one and two. What about three, four, and five, Daniel? Thank you very much. So three quickly is to treat your profile as a website and not as a CV. In other words, it's not important for the reader to understand the exact year you moved from A to B. It treated as an extension of your website. What information is my ideal reader looking for? And how do I serve them? What information will help them understand they need to reach out to me? Do I offer a free consultation call, a strategy call, a lead magnet, anything else? How do I make people understand it could be interesting for them to go to that link and grab that content, website over CV. Number four, content over advertising. Advertising doesn't work on LinkedIn. It's very expensive. And I, I haven't clicked on any ad on LinkedIn for probably two years and I'm 24 seven on LinkedIn. So forget about advertising or paid advertising and consider the content you have. I have some good news. Most of our listeners here have excellent content on their website or on other channels. Have you taken the time to analyze the content you have and to simply pick or identify two or three pieces of content that are relevant for your audience? And have you shown them across your LinkedIn presence? Are they part of your profile? If not, then that could take two minutes. Identify it, add it to your profile, or if you share it when you have an event coming up or when you launch a book or when you launch a program, then link to that educational resource, if you'd like. This is some good stuff because I've always used my profile like a CV, literally. If, I'm, if somebody asks a question, oh, go to LinkedIn. It'll tell you when I left this position and I transferred here. Oh my gosh. So rounding this off, what is the last myth about LinkedIn? Thank you very much. The last one is that dollars beat time. And the truth is that time beats contact content. Sorry. <laughs> time beats money. What I meant is that you don't have to pay LinkedIn. You don't have to spend or invest in a LinkedIn premium account. You do have to start by dedicating enough time to the LinkedIn platform so you understand better how it works. Because if you pay for a premium account without understanding the playground itself, you will not be able to leverage the advantages of a premium account. Start by dedicating time and maybe one quick question. How much time can you dedicate on a regular basis to LinkedIn? for at least three months. And Cherie, you may say 10 minutes a week. That's fine. 10 minutes a week consistently is better than forgetting about LinkedIn for four months and then having a binge saying, buy from me, buy from me, where, where are you? It doesn't work. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to spend a lot of time. Try to Limit yourself to the amount of time you can dedicate to LinkedIn on a long-term basis. And I, it, I feel like you're reading my mail because literally I will forget about LinkedIn for six to eight months and I'm like, oh, I need to go post something. Um, so this has been so 
good. Now, with LinkedIn, where are we headed to? There's been a lot of transition with threads as a new platform. Twitter is not Twitter, it's X. There are lots of things going on across all the social media platforms. Why should people continue to pay attention to LinkedIn? Because LinkedIn is where business happens. In other words, when I'm on the LinkedIn platform, <clears throat> I'm ready to pay for business services. And I may visit Twitter and I may visit YouTube, but it would be to listen to a band I'd like to hear. And business is done on the LinkedIn platform. So if you're interested in business, you should spend more time on LinkedIn. Okay, I'm spending more time on LinkedIn and I'm having conversations with people. What is a, I hate to say perfect, but what is a great way to make an introduction, a cold introduction to someone that I may not know, but I'm interested in connecting with? Cool. So in some cases, when you run a search, that you and that person share one or more mutual connections. And you'll see that by seeing the digit second next to that person's name. So when I visit your profile, I see second, I, and I see that both of us are connected to Roy Khan. And because I know my network, Roy is a fellow podcaster. He has speaking and learning Polish and all, a very successful podcast. And that means I can basically reach out to him, ask how he's been, and say, I would love to be connected with Cherie L. Prince. Do you know her well enough to make an introduction? If that mutual connection says yes, then the reason you will read my mail is not thanks to my name. It's thanks to our mutual connections name. So spend a few minutes and speak with that person. And if they say yes, then it's not a cold reach. It's basically an introduction by someone who knows both of us well. Okay. My next stop is to Amazon or wherever your book is. I'm going to have to get the book and read the book <laughs> and recommend the book. This is some good stuff. So tell us if you had one piece of advice to share with an entrepreneur on how to play big faster on LinkedIn, what would it be? Thank you very much. It may surprise you, but I would say this. If you'd like to play big faster on LinkedIn, first you have to understand what play big fast means for you in real life. And what do I mean by that? The metrics that you need to be attracted to are not the LinkedIn metrics. It should be your business metrics. What are business metrics? It's revenues, it's orders, it's demos, subscribers, inquiries. What are LinkedIn metrics? LinkedIn metrics? It's followers, it's likes, it's mentions, it's an SSI score, it's endorsements, it's connections. Never forget, those are vanity metrics. What you need to do is to make sure that your banking account sees higher revenues thanks to the actions you perform on LinkedIn and not the other way around. It doesn't, it's not important to have a gazillion likes unless you can translate them into revenues. So first ask yourself, how does playing big fast means for you? What does it mean to you? And then treat LinkedIn as a black box that needs to help you get from A to B. Don't start with the tool, start with your real life objective. 
Daniel, you have given us a mic drop moment more than one time uh, during our interview. How can someone contact you if they have more questions or they'd like to work with you on LinkedIn? Sherry, thank you very much. DanielAlphon.com is the place to go. Okay. Well, and oh, don't, where can we find the book? Where's the book located? Where can we go grab a copy? It's there on Amazon. And on my website, there would be lots of resources and free articles and downloads and stuff like that. The book itself is on Amazon. I will definitely put links to the book and to your website and your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us. Sherry, my pleasure. Play Big Fast. Thank you very much. All right. You guys heard it. Until next time, play big faster. Thanks for listening to this episode and remember to play big faster. 